Hey everyone, it's Faith and Joe from Pause Points Podcast, and we are here today to give our thoughts on the latest Marvel movie, Captain America Civil War. America. America. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> so it is the day after it premiered. It's technically the day it premieres. It we is. We got into an early screening. Yes, we got to see it on Thursday at... Humblebrag. Seven. Yay. Uh, awesome crowd in the theater. I really enjoyed just the energy that was there as we were watching it. The guy next to me, he was so excited about every single thing that happened. You knew it was going to happen, but he's like, yeah, I almost, yeah. I almost feel like that was more an excited crowd than even Force Awakens. I feel like everyone in Force Awakens was more like a sense of wonder and this was a sense of excitement. And Yeah, I think Force Awakens, it was just, they had been waiting for this <laughs> moment for so long and the prequels left such a bad taste in their mouth that they just wanted to take in every word. But then there was, was the group of like four or five Jedis that looked like they were from a, a cult that, that just looked totally unhappy after the yeah, movie was over really with and i don't know what was were they hoping for more jar jar or what i don't know i don't know <laughs> well that's a, d- a different disney property yes, so is. let's uh talk a little bit about civil war overall loved it yeah i mean this is i said it last night i kind of realized that this is the start of phase three for marvel so they're not only kicking off the summer movie season, but they're kicking off phase three with a bang. This movie was outstanding. It, and it just did not stop. No. And it was it was above and beyond what I thought it was going to be. And it's the first time probably in a long time I've gone to a movie with high expectations and left thinking I should have had higher because it was, it was really? so good. And I haven't been to a movie in a long time. And I think... The last big movie that I was really at was Batman versus Superman. We all know how that turned out. But there hasn't been a movie that I've been to in a very long time, maybe since the last Avengers movie, that I've gone in there from the start of the movie to the end of the movie. It was just happiness all over the, the place. The first Avengers movie or Avengers Age of Ultron? No, the first Avengers okay. movie. You said the last. No, one, and I'm gonna so. go and I'm gonna go as far as to say on that note. This may very well be my favorite Marvel movie since the first Avengers movie. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. I went there. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was saying just earlier, I know we didn't talk a lot about, about the movie because we wanted to kind of save our um, first thoughts. Me and Faith basically haven't been talking to each other for the past 24 hours. Yeah. Because we're we saving were, it for like, this. We just want to save it. Um, but I feel like Captain America Winter Soldier was a great film. It was yeah. a very... Um, political thriller, you're trying to figure things out as you went through it. Whereas this movie, Captain America Civil War, was a great movie. It was just fun from start to finish. It had all of the things that you want in a blockbuster movie. Um, So I I really enjoyed it. I loved when all the characters came together. I didn't think that it felt too full Mm -hmm. at any moment in time. And, and And I love that you said that last night that Winter Soldier felt like a better film and this felt like a better movie. And I I knew what you were saying because I even told you last night that 
when you look back on Winter Soldier, it feels more like you said, like a political thriller, or like I don't know, like a like a Patriot Games, or a, you know, I'm going way back with Harrison Ford there. You know what I'm saying? Like a Patriot Games, or like a you know John Grisham type movie, or something like that. It almost feels like a thriller, like that, political of some type. But this movie feels more like I even told you last night, like a Bourne movie almost. It's mm-hmm. more of an action-packed kind of feel to like. It almost feels like a spy. With a little tinge of political in there, but then it has that nice little candy coating of an action movie fun blockbuster right on top. You know, it's it's the cherry on top. So There were moments in this movie, and I don't know that I have ever had this reaction before. Because usually when I watch a movie, even if it's a comedy, I just am totally in the zone. Stone-faced watching the movie. (laughs) Joe doesn't know if I like a movie until it's over and I say what... You'll go it. through a whole two-hour movie, a funny one, a comedy, be stone-faced the entire time, and then at the very end when the credits roll, you'll be like, huh, that was funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> and true. That's it. It's true. And then you'll talk about it the next two days like you were laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But this one, I was watching one of the fight scenes within it, and I don't know if it was the fact that... The big one. The, the big fight scene. I don't know if it was the fact that I had a fireball in my mouth or something, but I was like... Just extra, like, into what was You mean, like, the candy, not, like, an actual fireball. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, So, I was smiling from ear to ear. I had the biggest grin on my face. I mean, teeth showing and all. I was so excited about what was going on on the screen at that moment. It was probably, again, we're not into spoilers yet or anything like that. Everyone's seen... Uh, that there's an airport battle in the trailers. That fight, as ironic as it is that it's between two friends, two teams of friends, is probably the most quintessentially awesome superhero battle in any movie to date ever, probably. Yeah, and it basically showed off what every single person could do. Yeah. And you, you even said, you said earlier that at no point in time did you actually feel like going into it. Did you feel that anyone was in anyone was in real danger because they were friends fighting friends? Yeah, and I know you had read the the book and yeah. the book had some things, but just watching the trailers, I just never felt like anybody was really in danger. In danger. Yeah, I couldn't see them actually fighting each other. What could be so terrible? That these people would fight each other to the death. And and that's that's what I had a little trouble wrapping my brain around. Knowing what the book was like. What the graphic novel was like. And knowing the tone of how these movies have been. Now granted, Tony, you know, spoilers for Avengers 2, if anyone hasn't seen it. You know from Avengers 2, Tony and Steve, Captain America, have had... They butted heads slightly in the past. You could tell that they're opposing views were getting in the way a little bit in the last movie they were in together but you know they're also going into avengers 3 and avengers 4 you know they're gonna have to you know going into this movie you just assume that they're gonna have to you know make up at some point in time so things can't get too off the wall crazy in this movie but going into that 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 awesome fight that that you know is coming and ends up happening i loved that there was it was still jovial it was probably not only one of the best superhero fight scenes i've ever seen it was probably one of the 
funniest <laughs> in 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 the sense that it was almost like when you're a kid and I know I'm I'm a, I'm a dude and I'm coming from a different perspective here it was almost like a backyard brawl between friends over you know who's got the better collection of GI Joes you know it, it's not it's not like you you ever thought your friendship was in danger or anyone's life was in danger but you're just you're you're having a backyard fight just because <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yeah so so we'll get a little bit more into the reasoning behind that yeah, we don't fight scene later. But just some additions to this movie from some previous Avengers movies. So we had Ant-Man that mm-hmm. came in from his standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Again, these are not spoilers. You can see all these people in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Marissa Tomei as Ant-May. Mm-hmm. So they, they revealed her casting... For Spider-Man: Homecoming, like probably a few weeks before this movie yeah. released, so you you had an idea she was going to be in this. I felt like they fit seamlessly into the Avengers. Okay, let's talk about that because Spider-Man was an addition to this because of background negotiation between mm-hmm. Sony and Marvel, probably halfway through the filming of this movie, if not further. And it did not feel like it was added at all. No, it felt like it was there the whole time. It, it, this whole movie, one of the things that, that shocked me and surprised me about this whole movie is everyone was on board after um, Captain America Winter Soldier. At first, we, we talked about it when we, we talked about going to the panel with Joe and Anthony Russo, that... You know, they. One of the questions I was going to ask them is, is what, what, you know, kind of obstructions or walls did they hit coming from comedy going into this? And I'm sure people were against them, especially on the internet, and didn't think they could do it. They had earned the audience trust with Winter Soldier, but going into this, I was really thinking, okay, this is essentially Avengers three, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with all these people in this movie. Uh, you know, per person, they're probably juggling more people than Joss Whedon did in the first Avengers movie, and people were concerned about him being able to pull that off. This movie had more moving pieces parts than I even ever expected it to have going into it, and it was about two and a half hours, which is not super long, but this whole movie and every piece in this movie was so brilliantly orchestrated and directed by them and and clearly written well in the script. I'm just, I'm amazed how well well they pulled this off. I mean, this is, this is my opinion, Oscar level direction and writing, but I know it'll never get looked at for Oscars, but they just, they did it so seamlessly. I was just so impressed. Yeah. I would say the writing was incredible. Like you said, they're never going to win an Oscar for something like this because the acting is good, but it's not, and maybe I'm pushing it. They're, they're not becoming these different people well, so Well, I'm not talking much. about the acting. I'm talking about the direction and the writing. Yeah, but I think you know? acting, you, you can pull certain things out of actors as a good director. I guess. Sense. Maybe. So. How many times do you watch the Oscars now and Best Director and Best Picture aren't the same person anymore? So Yeah, that's definitely um, been pulled apart quite yep. a bit. Um, but as far as the... In- the movie as a whole, we both loved it. Yeah. So, Joe, what would you rate this on a scale from one to ten? Probably nine, nine and a half. Probably nine point five. Yeah, I was thinking nine point three. Yeah. I don't know if I'd quite go to nine. You're getting 5. really down to the decimal yeah, there, aren't yeah. you? Because <laughs> um, I, I try to think of where other movies I love fall on the scale. 
and, and you're getting us on the next day. You're getting us on the day after. And we, we wanted to stew on this a little bit. And and just for you, you know, those of you listening who listen to these reviews and like, some of you have even told us that the reviews are a favorite part of, the, of our podcast that we do. We're going to start doing these a little more immediately afterwards, hopefully, as the summer movie season rolls around and, and maybe even possibly doing something a little special and unique. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But day after, uh, you know, we've definitely had time to digest it. But I cannot say enough good things about this movie. If you have not seen it and you are going to stop this and not listen to the spoiler cast, everyone's going to see it tonight. It's out tonight. It's out Friday. Uh, I can't say enough. Go see this movie. It is the most fun I've had at the movies in a very long time. And it's just an all-around great movie. It's a great popcorn movie. Yeah. Just take it all in. Yeah. All All the pieces, parts blend together really well. And it's just... It's outstanding, so go see it, whether you're a Marvel fan or not. Yeah, so we're going to transition into the spoiler section. So if you haven't seen Captain America Civil War, pause it here. This is your pause point. Go see the movie. <laughs> and you're warning. And come back to us. All right. Are you spoilers. still here? Okay. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> we should have a little spoiler song. Yeah, like a little, take little jingle, right like, yeah. like uh, elevator music. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to jump in with the spoilers? All right, what do you, what do you, what's your first thing? What do you have? Um, I think that one of the things that was shown in the trailers a lot was War Machine falling mm-hmm. from the sky. Yes. And I never believed that anyone on Captain America's team would aim at War Machine and take him down. Well, you could tell that the beam was yellow, and I had a good yeah. idea what was going on. So, but. and that's exactly how it went it actually was friendly fire mm-hmm. so the vision lost focus huh, lost the vision uh, lost focus <laughs> for a minute because he was helping the scarlet witch and he didn't i guess he didn't calculate correctly or he, he just didn't focus he could have stopped it if he wanted to but he didn't realize until it was too late that it hit war machine and well, he was aiming for Falcon, and this actually... Yeah, but he ducked. Yeah, but this mm-hmm. actually brings up a good comparison that I wanted to do between the book and the movies. Okay. So, let's be really clear about something, and, and we, we maybe could have said this in the non-spoiler section of this review, but um, this movie is Civil War really in name only. Uh, this is more, if, like I said earlier, it feels more like Avengers 3 with with little uh, seasoning of civil war thrown in there this is civil war for the marvel universe that has been established cinematically this this has really nothing to do with the graphic novel other than the fact that they fight each other at one point in time so yeah because i remember when you were reading the graphic novel i mean you were surprised with some of the things that happened yeah but i think they can get away with a lot more in the comics and in the graphic novels because they don't have to follow up with that storyline. Yeah. Forever. And they have a quick turnaround with reboots mm-hmm. and stuff. So if someone dies, they just turn around and revive them in the next reboot. So yeah. it's not that hard, but what they did in this is they did it brilliantly. They were, they were Easter eggs. They were homages to civil war. Um, my favorite of which being in civil war, when they have their big battle, when it finally comes down to it, this is going to get really comic book nerdy here, but Thor shows up. And, you know, spoilers for Civil War. If you guys haven't read it, you don't want to hear what I'm going to say, then 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 drop it, go read it, and come back. It's a great read. But Thor shows up, and this is going to get really nerdy. 
he's a clone of Thor that Tony Stark made. And he ends up losing control of him or something like that. He straight up kills by like lightning bolting this guy through the lightning bolting. Is that is that a word that I just said? Sure. <laughs> okay. He just ends up shooting this guy straight through the heart with a lightning bolt. And the guy that he, he does that to is their version of a guy that can grow to be a giant man. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Ant-Man pull off that awesome growing moment yeah. and, and I was like, okay, there it is. There's an homage. But, you know, I never thought for a second that they were going to go straight through and, and kill anyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can even see what happens to War Machine in the trailer. So. Well, you thought they might kill Rhodey. Like, you said that. I, I thought they might. I, I still, even in the movie, thought that they would go that far. Yeah, but they immediately said he has a heartbeat. So I was relieved right. at that point. But yeah. I would not have been surprised if they killed him off. Yeah. I mean, out of all all the characters in the Marvel Universe, he's he's been recast already once. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's pretty established now, but I was glad that they kept him around. So. so something that I wanted to talk about, you said this was your favorite movie, maybe surpassing the Avengers. Possibly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, still thinking, I'm still thinking about it. Um, I think the thing about this one that is very different than the Avengers is the stakes didn't feel quite as high. No. I mean, you have this huge alien army attacking earth and the avengers yeah whereas this one it was a little bit more personal i mean it pretty much all came down to bucky and the winter soldier and kind of what was going on with him um but what i really loved about this movie was the villain the villain had no powers shrouded in mystery he we didn't know what was going on but he ended up just having a vendetta. I mean, it, it was very personal. He went to great lengths to to try to destroy the Winter Soldier program, basically, completely. And I just, I really enjoyed that villain. And I know that Marvel has had a hard time with villains in the past, other than Loki. Mm-hmm. They're saying that the villains didn't quite work. You didn't know a lot about this guy, you didn't but, have to, though. Yeah, but he, I I, I appreciated his storyline. I appreciated what they, they told, and I think it served the movie very well. Well, going into this, I knew Baron Zemo was in the movie, and he's an established character in the comics. I don't believe he's in Civil War in the graphic novel. But the whole time I was going into this, I was thinking, how in the world are they going to have time for a villain with an agenda that's trying to take over the world or whatever? This guy is is barely in this movie. He's in the background the whole time. You you, you hardly have an idea of what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And really until the end, you don't you don't get that there is no master plan for him. You think you know his master plan because the stuff that's unfolding with the other winter soldiers. Um but in the end of the day, his master plan was really to just get them to destroy each other. Yeah, and that's that was, brilliant. That was a great misdirect. Yeah. Because you totally thought he was going to go up there and revive the Winter Soldier program. Mm-hmm. And that would be when you really get these characters to take each other on. And that didn't happen. And, and this is what I was talking about. I know I might probably, and Chad's probably going to kill me, the fact that I said that this movie probably deserves an Oscar for directing. But when you think about all the stuff that they had to address in this movie, this is a follow-up to Avengers 2. This is a follow-up to Winter Soldier, a story that really only started in Winter Soldier, gets wrapped up here between the friendship between him and Bucky, and his whole story is is pivotal in this movie. You got Baron Zemo, 
who is a brand new character. They're establishing the friendship, uh, you know, almost almost a, a bromance and an anti-bromance between Falcon and Bucky and Bucky and Cap. Uh, you've got Vision trying to become more human. You, you, you got Black Panther showing up and, and having his backstory. And they did this all seamlessly. None of it felt out of place. Yeah, and they also really did a great job weaving in the Winter Soldier story with the car crash and mm-hmm. everything that happened. And I'd like to kind of address the last movie that we talked about, which was Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Whereas it had very similar moments in it that, well, it could have had very similar moments. Similar themes. Yeah, similar themes. But this one was so much more successful in kind of keeping the mystery, revealing only what it needed to at certain times. Whereas Batman v Superman, it just, it felt so clunky and things were thrown in and you're like, why are they doing this? I don't understand what's going on here. Then you thought you had a flashback, but then it was a dream and he's coming up. It it was very... It just wasn't cohesive, whereas this movie, it was like putting a little puzzle together and I, as and you I, were going, as you were watching it. And I feel like we've talked a lot about Batman versus Superman, so I don't want to get into it too much. But I will say that this movie made me realize just how disjointed that movie was and how mm-hmm. not well done it was and and how much harder it's going to be to go back and watch it. And it also just reaffirmed for me that that DC's really got to get its stuff together, and how much out of touch they are with the consumer, the moviegoer. This this movie is going to kill it this weekend and and weekends from here on out. And it's it's I, I would not. The question is how far beyond a billion is it going to make for me? Because word of mouth, on top of early reviews and critic reviews and and stuff like that, it. It's just going to kill it, and they need to get an idea of what they're doing and how they're going to breathe life into DC, you know, DC stuff moving forward. But this just really kind of just reaffirmed and reminded me how well Marvel actually has it together. Yeah, Marvel is a machine. Yeah, and they they choose great people and everyone and put them in the right places. And it takes a village, and I think this movie really showed that more than anything because. You've got Joe and Anthony Russo, two brothers. You've got Kevin Feige, you know, who has a passion about it. You've got the 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 ganging up of Sony and Marvel and having this this pact that they have to come together and actually bring Spider-Man into this universe. Which was incredible, Which yeah. was unbelievable. You would not have known for a second that he wasn't part of the story from the very beginning. Um, Man, as soon as Queens came up, that guy next to me was like, yeah! Oh, and kudos (laughs) to the Russo brothers for throwing Cleveland into this movie. Yeah, shout out to Cleveland. Everyone in the theater went nuts when that popped up. (laughs) Yeah, they they had said to watch, uh, as you're watching the movie, there might be a little something for... They said that at the panel? Yeah. Um, So I I enjoyed that. That was really cool. Yeah, everyone in the theater loved that. But no, it just... They they had so many moving parts and, and, and Joss Whedon is really good at at that, at relationships and a lot of people. He did it with Firefly, he you know, did it with Dollhouse to some extent. Um coming off of that and kind of knowing that he's the master of that, and knowing how he even he has said he tripped up a little bit with, with Age of Ultron, it's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um 
I think everyone was kind of wondering how this was going to work out because this is even more characters than that. But he just he did great. They they did great. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk specifically about the two new additions. We've seen Ant Man before, so that yes. wasn't really a surprise. He's funny. He's got this great humor. But we have let's talk about Black Panther first. Okay. Let's talk about Black Panther. What did you think of how he was introduced and just was, his overall performance? I was worried that he was going to kind of be shoehorned into this as well. But as I said, nothing really felt shoehorned. His introduction was really cool. Um, I know that they're going to do an origin story with him. And it's funny because this is really the first superhero movie to introduce the character that's never been seen cinematically before without the origin story. They've talked about doing that several times with Spider-Man, but they've never really done it. Um, they did that with both Spider-Man and Black Panther in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it worked just fine. I yeah. think they'll get into where a suit comes from. What is Wakanda? What is that base that he's in at the end of the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, I think they'll get into that, maybe even do flashbacks or prequel, you know, story segments in the Black Panther movie. That's not going to come out for another couple of years. Um, but I, I think they did great with him. I think yeah. he was, they gave him motivation and I love his, his arc, his turnaround at the end and his epiphany at the end that the revenge that is fueling the villain is the same revenge that he's suffering from getting sucked into as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is great. What did you think of the casting? I, I think the casting is great. He, he was in, uh, remind me this, this guy is from 42, I believe as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And great movie. He did a great job in that movie. Um, if you haven't seen 42 with him and Harrison Ford, go watch it. Uh, but he, when he was cast in that, I was like, perfect. When they turned around and said that the director of Creed is doing the Black Panther movie, I was like, even better. Nice, yeah, that's so, great. So I'm really excited for Black Panther, and that's not a character that I have a lot of, you know, uh, I, I've not been part of that you know, part of the Marvel universe in the past, whether it being reading the comics when I was kids or whatever, when and I was I a think, kid. But... I think that Black Panther had a little bit more to prove in this movie than Spider-Man. We've seen Spider-Man yeah. movies before. Even if you don't see his specific origin story, you know, his origin story, everybody knows it. So I really, I liked that already. We know who Black mm-hmm. Panther is and I'm sure we'll be excited about his next movie. And it's really cool they're starting to weave in the fact that Vibranium comes from Wakanda. And like when yeah, he's got that like ring that. on and he's fighting, I think he's fighting Captain America and he's got his shield on, like the two almost have like an opposing magnet effect. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of look at it for a second. And I don't think they were, either one of them realized what, you know, what made up each other's suits. And even Cap makes a mention you know, after they fight the first time, you know, so I take it your suit's made out of vibranium or something like that. Mm-hmm. But his suit, really cool looking. Yeah, I, you, it was awesome. You and, see and set his photos. Eyes, and... the, the, it was like a gray silver eye. Yeah. So you didn't see his actual eyes or anything. It was more kind of like Spider-Man, I guess, and that yeah. you can't emote through that. Speaking of Spider-Man, though. Speaking of Spider-Man, I really enjoyed this casting. I thought he was... Everything that Tobey Maguire was, but he felt more age appropriate. Except I an think, actual child, yeah, <laughs> an actual kid. Yeah, I think like <laughs> Tobey Maguire, they were trying to make him a high schooler and he was just a little too old, but he still had that naivete or that mm-hmm. feel to him. But this kid, he had it from the moment he came on screen. And Marissa Tomei is his aunt and Tony works. right there. It was just like it works a with his great age. little scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her age works with 
Peter Parker's yes, age. Yes, yes. Uh, and I like that they said, oh, wow, your aunt's really attractive. They're, they're not trying to make aunt. aunt May a, like, you know, an older lady that's, that's been the other ones. Um, but yeah, he... He was great. Well, I, even Sally Field wasn't that old in the last two Spider-Man's movies. No. Spider-Man's movies? Spider-Man movies? <laughs> Spider-Men? <laughs> Spider-Men's. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're they're trying to get Aunt May younger and younger all the time. I think it, as small of a part and as short of a part as Spider-Man was in this movie, I really think that Spider-Man was this movie's Hulk. As, oh, yeah. As Hulk was to the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie. Uh, like and, just as he was fighting, he's like, "This is awesome! Yeah. This is so much fun!" <laughs> or Captain America throws his shield, and he's like, "Dude, your 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 shield totally disobeys the laws of physics. You know that, right?" Or yeah. he mentions that he's talking too much <laughs> during a fight, and yeah. Um, but this is probably with all of those things that you just mentioned, and his, you know, Peter Parker moments with Tony Stark, uh, probably without a doubt, and I and I think a lot of people will agree with me on this: the best on-screen depiction of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man that has probably ever hit the screen. And and that's tough saying because I know there's a lot of love out there for Tobey Maguire and especially Spider-Man too. I'm right there with you. But he's an actual kid here. Spider-Man started out as a kid. He was a teen in high school. He was out of his element when he first started. They've got him wearing goggles and basically even Tony Stark calls it a onesie, you know, mm-hmm. when, when they when they show little snippets of pictures from newspapers and that's how Tony finds them and stuff. That's exactly what he was. And that's just that whole scene in the bedroom with him like trying to figure things out. It was so great. Yeah, it was so great. And you can tell he comes from humble beginnings. They live in a tiny little two-bedroom apartment with Aunt May. And like, it's just, this is all out of his element. And he totally geeks out during this fight between everyone. And it's just, and that's what I'm talking about. This This is where it makes me sad. When I think about that, about this fight, it was serious, but it had its moments that kept the levity in there. Um, but just how dark and depressing and brooding Batman versus Superman did the exact same thing. When it should have been cool, it should have been awesome, it should have been fun, and it should have been smiling ear to ear, just like you said. Yeah, and I think that this movie, I think you will go back to that one fight scene at the airport over and over again. That is the part that sticks out to me more than any part of this movie more than the the epic ending with cab and iron man fighting Mm -hmm. it was a fun fun scene and i want to watch it over and over again and just pick apart all of the different pairings that came up within that fight (laughs) (laughs) trust me we'll be watching it over and over yeah yeah so that is i've never had a scene stick out so much apart from the rest of the movie as that scene but in a good way in a good way i loved every moment and it had kind of that avengers feel you know where you had that one shot it was a a single shot from character to character and yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. of you know hawkeye to black widow and it was one take and they had a little bit of that in this one well as they well. sprinkled that out especially mm-hmm. there at the very end when when tony and steve cap and iron man are fighting and they go through the columns of that building and they slow down when Iron Man is shooting his, you know, his shield and they just kind of pause on it. That's that's a yeah, shot right out so of Civil cool. War. Um, yeah. And that's that's what I'm talking about as far as the homages to Civil mm-hmm. War and the little, little Easter eggs. And I'm glad they that it is Civil War in name only. I loved yeah. this movie. It there was, were so many things like about the said, novel that would not have worked mm-hmm. with within this. I mean, it starts off with a bunch of mutants in the X-Men universe blowing a town to kingdom come. So, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't have worked, but 
they have that to some extent in the beginning of the movie with Scarlet Witch, and I mm. love, I love how they did that. Um, and they wrapped up a little, you know, loose end from Winter Soldier as well. Mm-hmm. But that just is a testament to to the pacing of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and when you consider, you mentioned, I know you got to say something. Don't forget it. <laughs> Don't forget it. Um, <laughs> and you're struggling right now. But this is a testament to the pacing because. The action scenes, if you take them all and lump them together, probably more action than was in Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. But the pacing, there was an action scene every couple minutes, and it was spread out so well that the story just felt like it was nonstop instead of having it all in one chunk and just kind of like frying your brain with, mm-hmm. with action and destruction. I want to go back to what you said about tying up loosens from the last movie. Yeah. So the Sokovia Accords yeah. that they were talking about that is how Batman v Superman should have gone. They should have addressed everything that happened in Metropolis. Yeah. That would have been perfect that's, start to the movie. That's true. And they could have, you know, they could have had all those things, the the White House attack or the, the Capitol attack. Yeah. That could have happened. Basically, if Batman v Superman had been written correctly, it like would have Civil knocked War. <laughs> it would have knocked the sales out of Civil War. Yeah, it really would have. Because it would have stolen its storyline. But they didn't. They didn't do and it. And as a matter of fact, there has been reports that that Kevin Feige wasn't sold on Civil War because he he wasn't sure how they were going to make it work within the cinematic universe. And when they saw that Warner Brothers was doing Batman vs Superman, they gave the Russo brothers the green light to go ahead with Civil War because they had a good treatment and they trusted them after Winter Soldier. And they ended up doing it so much better. Yeah, so much better. And. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all yeah. good. So let's get down to the actual storyline, the through line of this, which was the Winter Soldier, Bucky, and the car crash. Correct. But before we get that, I remember what I was going to say. You were making comparisons between this and how Batman vs Superman should have mm-hmm. been. The funny thing is, when I was talking to someone, I explained the villain in the story and his plot, his end game to be very, um, very much a Lex Luthor type plan mm-hmm. and Lex Luthor like motivations. But ironically, way better than Lex Luthor <laughs> or anything he had planned in Batman versus Superman. This, this basically was the way that movie should have been. And yeah, you're exceeded. right, because the whole thing was just to tear the Avengers apart. It was to tear them apart, because he didn't trust super-powered individuals. And he was led by blind revenge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sh- even even went as far as showing them uh, scenes from the past involving someone's parents' death. I mean, it's all like... Mm-hmm. It, it was... And I wonder how much of that was in the writer's minds and the director's minds of Civil War, that they were going to be going up against that and maybe trying to match what they thought that was going to be. But BVS was so far off the map that they ended up maybe breathing a sigh of relief when BVS came out and saw that it was so much against what they thought and what the Mm -hmm. rest of the world thought it was going to be like. Yeah. And they ended up winning. It would have been great if when Cap was beating on Iron Man, Tony would have said, Martha... <laughs> was, was Steve Rogers' mother named Martha? Everybody's named Martha. <laughs> Comment and let us know. I don't. I don't know what Steve Rogers' mother. I'm just joking. I, yeah, 
That would be fun. But that would be great. Yeah. So let's get, let's go back to that three line. So we had this car crash kind of sprinkled in throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Bucky getting into the trunk to pull something out of a briefcase. Mm -hmm. So all we see is kind of like closed caption TV footage of this happening a little bit. Is Is that what CCTV stands for? Closed caption TV. Closed circuit. Closed circuit. Closed circuit TV. No, but that's awesome because I've never really thought about what that means. CCTV. CCTV. Yeah. Okay, go Um, ahead. Sorry. (laughs) So, I mean, that was interesting just to see that happen. Yeah. But when it came to fruition that that was Tony's parents, Mm -hmm. I didn't see it coming. Even though they had mentioned a car crash earlier, they did such a great job of kind of... The movie started on that around. note, though, mm-hmm. and it made sense when they segued it into Tony, young Tony mm-hmm. and Tony's MIT thing. Yeah, it's like, what I thought was, that was I the end of it. thinking at that time? Yeah. But I thought that was the end of it. I uh-huh. thought it was just a little snippet, but I, I think I was so googly-eyed with everything that was going on in the screen, mm-hmm. I didn't even think, why would they start the movie out like that yeah. if it didn't tie it in some way, shape, or form. It was a great tie-in. Amazing. Well, my only confusion, my only complaint probably with the entire movie, I don't remember... When, at any point in this movie, they had a discussion about it, or Cap found out about the fact that that Winter Soldier killed Tony's parents, yeah, I was, because they knew about it when Tony found out about it, and that caused the, yeah, the start I mean, of the fight. Maybe I might have missed Bucky it. Bucky told him off screen or something, but yeah, I was a little confused by that as well. I don't remember seeing it. Either. I don't remember. Either. If you all saw it, please comment. Let us know. Well, we'll go see it again, and we'll find out if we yeah, miss something. Yeah. But. But yeah, it, it was it was something I, I completely didn't see coming. I'm sure there's people out there right now like, how did you not see that coming? But mm-hmm. um, and, and probably it was first time moviegoer experience kind of thing where we were so ingrained in it. Watching it a second time, I'll be like, probably, well, how did I miss that? You know. But that that just adds to the subdued layer of 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 smartness surrounding the villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. He was so far in the background. His plan was so far in the background. Um, he was totally not even a major part of this movie, Mm-mm. but and he was a lone wolf too. He was a lone wolf, but he ended up being the ironically the main reason for the entire movie. Yeah, and and a little of his plan was a little hard to believe that everything came through to fruition and his plan just perfectly that it all worked out. They ended up fighting each other and all this other stuff. But that's suspension. And then he of also did it that quickly. Yeah. Like I think it probably would have been a little harder to hunt down the person that had the book and yeah. find out. But all it the is locations. a superhero movie. Suspension yeah. of so, disbelief yeah, we, to we some can, extent. That's a minor that. gripe. So. Um, I was happy to see they brought back the old um, Howard Stark. From John, which movie? <laughs> the, from Iron Man. 2. Iron Man Two and Ant Man. And Ant Man, but not Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Even though saying, this the, was a Captain America the, movie, the older the. The first time we ever saw Howard Stark in yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that guy. They need to get their Howard Starks under control. Yeah, so. yeah. So I was right. happy to see him come back for that. And they tied a lot of characters. Another person that came back for this movie, Sharon Carter. They finally oh, yeah. said that that was, that is Sharon Carter. I mean, we knew it. But it was a really neat moment when she came up the stairs at the funeral. Well, that's that's why I had a pouty face a second ago. I thought you were going to talk about Agent Carter, Peggy herself. Yeah. And they finally ended her storyline, yes. which I said, yeah. I, I said to you, it was appropriate, but maybe a very um, 
writing on the wall, ironic warning that <laughs> Agent Carter might be canceled. Yeah. And they yeah. put her in the ground, uh, literally. But uh, it was very sad to see that. That 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 was such a sad, unresolved love between him mm-hmm. and Peggy. And it was sad enough that it was uh, in the last movie that, sad enough as it was in the last movie that she had Alzheimer's and, and she went in and out of remembering he was there and just realizing he was there for the first time. And that was, and he mentioned that, you know, that we, we haven't had our dance yet. So that was really sad, but I'm glad to see that Sharon Carter was a bigger part of this and they kind of had a similar relationship. I wasn't expecting to see her. I I, I, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I guess I kind of expected her to show up, but Mm -hmm. she was, she had a pretty big role as a CIA and all that stuff. Well, they reported it that she'd be in it, so that's how I knew. But I was, okay. even if I didn't know, I was really hoping she would be in it because she does have a role in Captain America mythology. Mm-hmm. So. One of my favorite moments of the movie, such a girl that oh my I am, gosh. No. was when. It's not because you're a girl. It was great for <laughs> girls and guys alike. <laughs> when Steve and Sharon finally kissed, just the reaction. <laughs> from from bucky and falcon from bucky and in falcon. the car first of all oh my goodness it first was off so great. i love their hatred love relationship right off the bat it's just you, definitely reminds me of mcgarrett and dan yes absolutely in the hawaii 50 we love hawaii 50 and their bromance is hilarious and, and it's funny because you've got falcon who is captain america's new best friend and Bucky, who is Captain America's old best friend, it's such a high school story. Line. It's such a high school story, and and you and I love just how at random points throughout the movie they're fighting together, and they'll say something, and he's just like, "I hate you," or like when they're in the car, and he's yeah. like, "Can you please move up the seat?" And he's like, "No." But then when she kisses Steve, and he looks back over at the car, they've both got this totally dude kind of kind of shaking their head, you know, smile, same look. <laughs> Same exact look exactly, on both of their exactly. faces. It was a great, a great scene. Yeah. Another random funny moment that was probably my favorite funny moment of this whole movie, again during that fight scene, the relationship that both Spider-Man and Ant-Man had with with their respective teams was hilarious. Um, but Ant-Man specifically was just totally geeking out over meeting Captain America. And when he got into the fight, <laughs> him calling Hawkeye Arrow Man... <laughs> <laughs> And like I'm ready to go, Arrow Man. And then when he hands cap the the toy truck, that ends up being a real truck, and yeah. he says, "Throw it at this," and it lands on War Machine and explodes. <laughs> I I I about lost it when he was like, "Oh man, I thought it was a water truck." <laughs> so yeah, but just great, great stuff. I loved it. So fun. So. so. I think that's about everything I had. Did you have anything else? No, just, I mean, just like I said, I mean, this is this is Civil War really in name only in the fact that they fight each other, but there are enough Easter eggs throughout. I didn't expect this to, to follow the graphic novel at all, and I'm glad it didn't because going into this, I was kind of worried moving forward from here. Uh, who, if they did kill off anybody, where that was going to put them for Avengers 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Final thoughts, I mean, this has just kind of reaffirmed how awesome Joe and Anthony Russo are in the Marvel Universe. I'm so excited to see their next project. Man, Infinity War, Avengers, well, they said they're going to rename it. It's not going to be Infinity War anymore. They're going to have separate names for 3 and 4, but I have no trepidation whatsoever for them taking on Avengers 3 and 4. They said they're going to have 67 characters total in both movies. I'm so excited to get Star-Lord. They're saying Star-Lord's going to be... He might come back, 
But it's, seeing it be... seeing what they could do here, maybe it's because there are two of them. That's how they pulled it off so well. But yeah. seeing... sometimes I wish there were two of me. It make my life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seeing seeing them, man, just do this movie. I'm I'm so excited for what they they have coming next, and I and yeah. I wish them the best. And I hope we get to be in their movie because they said they're going to try to film it in Cleveland. So. I really hope they're going to be in Cleveland. If anybody out there in the movie industry can make that happen, Keanu, please. Keanu? Keanu, you're listening. We know you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're just really excited for everything to come. The Marvel Universe, it's in good hands. Yeah, they're really And I have nothing together. but great expectations for what's to come. And Favreau is coming back to executive produce Infinity War with them as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they're really getting the best of everything. And I, I really am scared for DC right now. Yeah. So, Wonder Woman and... and, and other movies better better pull one together yeah. they, they need <laughs> so, to pull it together yeah so, so. go right. see it well as always thanks so much for listening to our podcast here if you want more information go to pausepointspodcast.com you've got links to twitter at pause underscore points facebook uh if you like what you're hearing please head over to our patreon page uh, like Joe always says, we're trying to take this as far as we can, and we would love to have some of your support. Yep. And always leave us reviews. Uh, we want to have an active community. So tell us what you thought of the movie. Uh, you know, if you're if you're commenting on Facebook, obviously keep it spoiler free for everyone else. But um, you know, leave us a review and let us know how you think we're doing. All right. Thanks so much for listening, and keep it paused right here. Captain America. America. <laughs> That'll be it for our What podcast. are you doing? <laughs>